How has it already been a week since we talked to Miss Flowers? Also, I was off all week last week with the coronavirus. You do not have the coronavirus. Well, you know what's funny about me not having the coronavirus? Mm-hmm. Is that I legitimately thought that I did. I mean, no, I didn't. Yes, you did. But I did. <laughs> you, like, literally convinced yourself I you had it. I was ill. Yeah. <laughs> I still have a little bit of a cough. Yeah. You guys are welcome. ASMR. But when I went to go get the nose swab, you know how they go up into your brain? Yeah. They barely got the inside of my nose. Oh, my God. No, when they swabbed me, oh they my God. barely got me. Skylar. I wanted to see a... <laughs> Skylar. I wanted to see a chunk of my brain on that swab. Skylar. And this girl was like, oh. Skylar. And that's all. That's apparently all I deserved. Look, I don't want to diminish your mm-hmm. illness because, uh-huh. first of all, I had it and then passed it to you. You're fucking welcome. Yeah. So, like, I knew what, it, what you were going through. And for, like, a day and a half at mm-hmm. least, it was fucking miserable. It was really, really miserable. The rest was, like... Uh, sucks to be really totally sick. manageable yeah. yeah it was manageable but like it never was fun to be that sick unless it was the rona we'll, we'll never know because they okay, didn't I swab me i knew when i was sick that like <laughs> there was things where i still questioned it and there was things where i was like still a bit worried just because of the times and like i've never had coronavirus so i don't know yeah but like i mean you may have i mean we'll never know because again my swab was not done correctly <laughs> you, it was no <laughs> anyways it's good I got Congrats. a whole week yeah, vacation. Absolutely. And you know what? I anxiously was wasted the whole thing. Interesting <laughs> to see you with free time. <laughs> Nothing like, happened. It was interesting to see. I mean, it's so funny because when you're sick, it's like you want to you deserve to do nothing. You know, yeah. you want to like tell yourself that you don't need to feel guilty about being productive Mm -hmm. but there were definitely days where you weren't sick anymore and you just (laughs) chose to do nothing and that's okay too like that's totally fine but it was interesting to watch you get stir crazy i guess you know what i mean i am a stirrer of crazy i just it's really hard to for me to get stir crazy like i'm really good at doing very minimal Mm-hmm. Or I'm very good at keeping myself busy with small things that maybe don't mean as much, but like make me feel like I'm doing things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've talked about on the podcast before about how like bored was not allowed to be in our vocabulary as children. Yeah. Like that was not a like not that was enough. not okay. If you told mom you're bored, she'll have something for you to do. Yeah, not only would she have something for us to do. Hi, mom, love you. Um, <laughs> she would make you feel. Kind of like a piece of shit for even thinking the thought, let alone saying it out loud. Listen, if I had children yeah. in today's environment with yeah. PlayStations, Absolutely. iPhones, iPads, and, and we didn't have those things, but but to be fair, we had game fair. stations, we had television, we had yeah. books, yeah. we had something of the internet. Yeah. Like, there was plenty to do. Absolutely. So, like, I can see why my mom would be like, excuse me? Yeah. I'm fucking bored? Yeah. I'll bring you a stick here. Yeah. yeah. Play with this. Oh, but, and we did. <laughs> but I was thinking about how incredible of an interview we did with Katie Flowers. Let's talk about that for a I second. I really had a fever dream about it and forgot every single thing. I have thing. no recollection of what we talked about. Absolutely not. But I remember being good and I remember her looking incredible. Yeah. She's, yeah. I mean, the whole thing was so fun. That it was, I forgot a, it because I was fun. Like, yeah. because it was fun. Which is most of the podcast Yeah, episodes. I felt like we were actually chatting with her as a friend. Yeah. And, like, we felt like we were playing a game with her At some points, Zoom. maybe too uh, um, unprofessional and just chatty as friends and maybe... But I don't know. I can't remember. But why would you... <laughs> I'm not sure. Like, who cares, If you're right? listening to Speaking of Which yeah. for professional content... Right. This is Every time you guys try podcast. and raise the bar on us, we're here to we're bring it back it. down for you. <laughs> so we're here to humble us for you. Oh, I was telling you but that. I, I hope that everybody enjoyed it. I thought it oh, was cool. Oh, everyone thought it was incredible. Okay, but... good. <laughs> Fair. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. So I was, I was telling our listeners I was gone for a whole week from work. And yeah. I show up and I'm really excited for everyone to <laughs> For everyone to have missed me. Yeah. Like, and ask you, like, oh my God, where have you been? One of my coworkers walked up to me and they were like, did you finish the Halloween setup last week? I was like, actually, I wasn't here. (laughs) And he was like, what? Yeah. 
I was like, I was gone last week. I thought I had the coronavirus. Yeah. And he was like, you were gone? <laughs> I didn't even know you were gone. And I was like, okay, try not to be hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was gone. Yeah. And so then I was talking to someone else and then they asked me what I thought about something that happened last week. I was like, oh my God, that's so funny. You say that I wasn't here last week. <laughs> And again, someone else said, you weren't here. Oh, my God. People remembered having conversations with me. Straight up. Maybe you were like, maybe you were like sickly astral projecting your way into work because you felt so guilty not being there that your astral body (laughs) went there to work. Went there to to downstock. (laughs) To downstock. And to interact with your fucking Interact with the customers. (laughs) So that is the only explanation for that. People have... People were like, no, you were here. We talked to you. I was like, no, promise. Promise it wasn't. Promise it wasn't me that you were talking to. <laughs> also, I rediscovered, um, I haven't had PlayStation Plus like yeah. to play online since I moved to Michigan. Yeah. Right, a year and a half ago. Right, like you've bought games, but I've, I've bought only games, seen but they've you only been play single like story mode or something. Yes, so I got PlayStation Plus a few days ago. Yeah. Oh my god, playing online with it's strangers. It's a whole new world. It's literally like the most intoxicating and toxic thing. Well, luckily I, I play Overwatch. If any of you, if any single one of my dear beloved listeners has a PlayStation 4 and plays Overwatch, message me on Please, Instagram. I, okay, but I tried to do this with Call of Duty, but maybe there ain't no spiritual gays, gals, and in-betweens that play no, Call of Duty. No, gay people and spiritual people play Overwatch. I know, but I don't want to buy it for our PlayStation when I've already invested so much. I am so good at Call of Duty, but I want to play Overwatch so with you. You're so good at Overwatch. But should I just buy it? Because I'm like so down. It's like, the best game I've ever played. Is it? Yes. <sighs> hands down. I am... Actually, so good at Call of Duty, and I'm not even trying to be a shit about it, but, like, mm-hmm. I played for hours last night, and I was, like, first every time I played, and I was like, well, this is very validating, but also, like, I'm starting to get Listen, I'll bored. have you play an ep- uh, a round of Overwatch when yeah. the podcast is over. I and probably you'll, you'll see will not be good, because I don't you know will it, shit your pants how yeah. fun it is, so. Okay. I should get it just so that we can play together. Because remember, when Skylar lived in Texas and I lived in Michigan, before he moved there, we would play Fortnite. Fortnite together. First of all, you were fucking awful at Fortnite. But loved it. But loved it because literally we just fucked around the whole time and that's the part that i miss Mm -hmm. like i wish that with call of duty or whatever online game i'm playing that i knew the people i was playing with first of all we talked about the fucking horrible people that play call of duty like that's Mm -hmm. just not the space that i want to be in but i've like embedded myself so much in the world and the the life of call of duty that like Mm -hmm. it's hard to find another way teach me another way Mm -hmm. because i'm open for it but like Fortnite, when we played that shit, we would laugh so hard. I miss being able to play. And also, my stepson would play Fortnite like constantly. So when I would play, I would always play with him too. There's times in which I've played Call of Duty with him, but he doesn't really play that game anymore. Like he used to a lot. I and love so, I love when teenagers move on from yeah. Stuff. And then he'll he'll come back and be like, yeah, you're probably way better than me now. And I'm like, yeah, I am better than you. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, little shit. Like, let's go. What did um, you move on from as a teenager? Like, what's something that you were obsessed with as a teenager that you have... Pretty much come- everything in my life I get obsessed with and then I move on from it. So let's just start <laughs> <Unrelated>. there. <laughs> um, I was obsessed with... You mean as a video game? No, anything in general. Oh, well, that's really hard because it's literally everything. Or something that really sticks out. Mm. Do you have something in mind? Yeah, well, I have multiple things. I think you and I are similar in that we have like massive interests for a while and then abandon them. Yeah. Okay, you you tell and then I'll think of mine. (laughs) Okay, so I had a huge interest in foreign languages. Okay. Right? I still do. Yeah, but it comes in and out in waves. It like every in now and, and again, you'll like Duolingo on your, and then yes. get rid of it or like hide it off your home screen. Right? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So I was going through a phase in high school where I was doing Latin, Spanish, and French. Yeah. Right? All three. I was gung ho. I spent hundreds of dollars on like resources yeah. and like access. And like I was obsessed. I obviously learned French basically to fluency. And then Latin, Spanish, I got as far as I could with my level of interest yeah 
and then totally dropped it. Mm -hmm. And then now I'd say within the past year or so, French has slowly been re-entering my life. And now I'm approaching it as like an adult. Yeah. With with all my vocabulary still intact, but like my grammar knowledge has eroded. Yeah. So like I know the words, but I don't form them correctly. So yeah. now I'm... Having to like reteach yourself certain things? Yeah, it's like reteaching yourself or with like... What is that? Wait, what is that literally? Is that Phoebe? Nope. She's right behind me, but she's looking. I think it's just the ice it's machine. It's the fridge, but the ice... What? There's no ice in the ice machine. If the ice machine Our doesn't work. hate this podcast. I know. Okay, but literally, what is that? Is that an animal? Like, what the fuck was that? If, if it's Phoebe a... Phoebe doesn't seem bothered, so I'm yeah, fine. Yeah, if it, if it was a killer, then it's our time. It's Yeah, absolutely. If we're going to die from by the hands of a killer, it's going to be while we're recording Wait, the podcast. If, 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 <laughs> and by the way, if one of you is going to murder us, make sure it's during the podcast. <laughs> and then make sure Anytime you upload it. Anytime between 7 to 10 p.m. To 10 PM every, every Monday, Monday. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> Watch through the window for a bit. Make sure we're about halfway through. If you see the yellow shades go on, then we're... We're, we're getting ready. Give us a good jump scare, and then all you have to do is press the upload button. Yeah, make sure our screams make <laughs> it into the last and final episode. Anyways, speaking of which... Speaking of which, foreign languages, back, I'm obsessed. Yeah. I'm, uh, George was giving me tons of inspiration, basically, about... Like, what to do with it? And it's not even that I find it a priority to monetize my hobbies. Yeah. But... French was my he hobby. He is very good at doing that. French I know was my hobby for so long. And it's not that it wasn't doing anything for me. It's changed my life. Yeah. Technically. I, I've met people across the ocean. And I can yeah. I can still communicate with people in French and all that stuff. But now I'm kind of ready to take it and do something with it. Yeah. And so I'm thinking of like, oh, you know, translation. You know, I don't know. What, what can I do with that? Yeah. George is really good at capitalizing or seeing things in a way to capitalize on them and to inspire you to like level up the way that you view things. Mm -hmm. And I think you and I both have like a warped sense of like how we see what we earn our coin for. Like, I feel like both of us have been taught somehow loosely that like <clears throat> we can enjoy our job, but like maybe it's too difficult to have success with our hobbies. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, whether that was like from our parents or society or us teaching ourselves that or whatever. And like, I think that that's one of the things that George does that I like really like and that I admire him for is because like, even if I'm already trying to capitalize on something, he's really good at being like, okay, well, why are you down here with it? Like mm -hmm. level it up, you know? Um, <clears throat> but I just, I don't know. I have a hard time with accepting that, but I would love to see you do something with your, right. your passions and your love for speaking foreign of, language. Speaking of like leveling up in foreign languages, by the way, mm -hmm. um, I have an article here about Neptune and Pisces that okay, I found cool. really interesting. Okay, go for it. <clears throat> so this article, uh, everyone, I'm sure everyone knows, Neptune's been in Pisces since 2012, mm -hmm. and it will leave Pisces in 2025. And so we're like hovering a little bit past the midway point of like that whole transit. And um, I read about it for probably an hour and a half today. I just cool. fell down this weird rabbit hole. Cool. This is from tarot.com, just so everyone can get a feel for... You know, like what one person's interpretation of Neptune and Pisces was. Um, the, yeah, and like I said, it's from tarot.com. It doesn't have an author. It was actually written by the staff. So anyways. Oh, that's interesting. The title is called Neptune and Pisces. Dreamy, empathetic, and metaphysical. Neptune is a powerful provider of perspective, depth, and understanding. This icy giant looms above us with an all-encompassing air of unity and peace, reminding us that we are all interconnected across time and space. Neptune dissolves the boundaries between us and between fantasy and reality. Pisces is where we weave together our emotional states with our connections to others. This blend creates deep spaces of empathy as we consider one another in a sensitive and open way, often leading to spiritual ideas that can help us heal and grow. While Neptune moves through the sacred waters of Pisces, its home sign, its presence becomes a source of limitless compassion. Now, here is where I started to fall down the rabbit hole. I read yeah. a few more articles about Neptunes and Pisces, 
And then I started looking at what was going on in 2012. Mm-hmm. First of all, right before Neptune entered Pisces, Kellyanne Maddox started her YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which I thought was funny. (laughs) And then I just didn't think that's where you were going with this because this is a very big transit, you know what I mean? And like big things should be. As as I was following Neptune's uh (laughs) journey through Pisces and watching it conjunct things over the past three years. Yeah. uh, past few years, you can actually see where Kelly and Maddox's like spiritual stuff starts to shift. (laughs) And you know what's funny is I was I was I was I was just using her like right as like a springboard example right you know okay she's someone that seems in tune with things right so she follows <laughs> but then i just like didn't think this is where you were going with things i'm not trying to like <laughs> like dismiss kellyanne and her beautiful channel or anything yeah. it's just go ahead but i just thought it was funny about how when i was thinking about and then i saw some other quotes that people were were like in 2011, yeah. um, one of the founders of transpersonal psychology mm-hmm. was talking about this shift he felt coming. And he was talking about how um, the archetypes are about to come alive. Mm-hmm. And it's not that they weren't alive before, and people didn't really know what he meant mm-hmm. when he said that. And then now, like, look at us. Like, especially, look at us. Look at us look now. At us. Look at us. And uh, just all this stuff that was happening in 2011, 2012, and when I was looking at it through the lens of Neptune and Pisces, like, all of it, all of this stuff just started making sense to right. me. And then I was thinking of my own, like, spirituality. Right, so, like, what did you come up with? Because I've thought about this transit on my own personal, like, how I think that it is, you know, reacted to me as I have mm-hmm. when I looked at all my transits or just general transits. Like, that's the fun of astrology, you know? Absolutely. Looking at things as a whole, as a society or as a world or as humanity and also, like, personally, like, how certain things interact with you. So what are some of the things that you thought of? I started thinking of, because in 2012, I was a junior in high school. Okay. A junior becoming senior, yeah. I think, was, like, one of those years. And that was, like, a huge year for me in terms of Like coming out of the closet, yeah. right? Uh, dissolving. Wait, all... you're gay. I'm fucking gay. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Dissolving the structures me that I too. had built between me and my friends, uh-huh. and it it was more. And this is so weird. I traded like one boundary for another. I put up these weird boundaries with my my family, mm-hmm. and then dissolved all the ones with my friends, and then I became like one with with those people in my life, and yeah, and just seeing it. All of that happened right during Neptune moving into Pisces. It just made sense. Also, Neptune moving into Pisces, like, that is the month that I received an award for, um, my high school gave me this award for something to do with foreign languages. Yeah. And I was like, that's very Piscean, right? Like... It's not not Piscean, so I'm not going to dismiss your connection to it because I feel like anytime you connect something like an event happening with mm-hmm. like how you connect to it, it, it means something to you and it connects to it. That's not like one of the first things that I would. Okay, actually, <sighs> let me let me backtrack on that. It is, but it's not like this. It's more it's deeper than what you would think, because a lot mm-hmm. of the times you think like language or communication and being awarded and things like that, not even being awarded, but like. Communication is very Mercury and mm-hmm. um, also Jupiter and Sag placements and things like that. Um, if it's a foreign language, you know, if it's dealing with like learning a foreign language. But there's something about Pisces where people who study language or when you're using Piscean energy to it's it's an intuitive way. And I think. Did we talk about this recently? One time we talked about the intuition required to speak a foreign language. Right, right. And it might have been recently, but it's mm-hmm. definitely... So I'm not dismissing that, but it's mm-hmm. not like the first thing I think of when I when I hear that. So it's cool that you connected to it. I want to go run and grab something because I need to remember a year so that I can... You need to remember a year for something? Yeah, I have to She is getting the goods. Is it a journal or an ephemeris? An ephemeris. Okay, I, I couldn't remember what year my papa had passed, and it was 2010. Um, 
I thought it was the 10 year anniversary this year, but I was trying to think about like my relationship with my spirituality. Um, like in 2012? Yeah, like in 2012, because to say that like my, my papa passing and watching him and helping him cross over and that experience completely changed my whole, that was one of those, I'll never forget moments that I've talked about a lot, but I guess not freak, not, not recently. So if anyone's new or anything like that, maybe they mm -hmm. don't know that. But throughout like my early childhood up until then, I had gone in and out highs and low extremes with feeling extremely psychic and intuitive and clairvoyant and spiritual to completely turned off and like closed down and shut off to it. But when you experience something like that, which I was pretty closed off to beforehand, and then experiencing and watching somebody cross over and helping and guiding them and being there, you can't go back from that experience. It was such a gift and such a poignant moment in my life that I say has changed everything, you know? And even though that happened in 2010, it didn't fully manifest itself its way to being like such a solid acceptance of spirituality and like my beliefs uh, and my, I'll call them gifts, but that sounds conceited, I guess, until like a year or two later. Like it was a slow process and a slow buildup, but I would say by 2012, I was balls deep in my <laughs> spirituality. Again, Makes sense with you Neptune know? entering Pisces. And I feel like I had a lot of shadow work to do mm -hmm. between 2010 and 2012. Um, it's to right after get there. that. It's right after 2012. Yeah. When all of the uh, major spiritual YouTube channels Started. appear. Absolutely. That's the, yep. That's really, I mean. To be fair, a lot of. To be fair. YouTube channel started after 2012 just because, you know, hello time. That's how it works. Yeah, but also, like, but if you're you look, inspired by seeing somebody else and, you know, It was they just made, like a ricochet effect. And I yeah. definitely think that Neptune Pisces had something to do with that. Absolutely. And what's interesting is, is that when you think of these big planets and these big planetary transits and how much impact they can create as a society, it's interesting to think about what's happening next. Right? Because when shifts and changes come, it doesn't necessarily mean like one thing stops and, t and another thing starts, mm -hmm. but sometimes that does happen. You know, sometimes it's not like it can carry through and just morph and change into the next sign. Sometimes things have reached their, their climax and their, their, their complete story is, is pretty much finished, you know, for the most part. So it's interesting to kind of guess or to see or to feel out what we think if we're talking just even specifically about everyone's like panicking as I listen to this. But, um, you know, just thinking about, you know, before 2010 even or, you know, mm -hmm. even fucking 2005, like that ability and that space and that energy was not really there and couldn't be there because it wasn't available. You know what I mean? And look at how much we rely or that we center our lives around a space where we can connect spiritually, create videos or whatever, what may have you. Um, and when another energetic shift, like maybe Neptune going into the next sign, what will it bring? Will it just change what we talk about? Will it change the platform in which we share it on? Will it change our ways in which we don't want to share things socially anymore? We want to do inner work. Like, will it move into Aries next? Is it follow? Does it follow a natural chart? Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, a lot of the times it will like retrograde, uh, retrograde and stuff. So it's not going to be, sometimes it won't feel as like such a clear cut um, change. But yeah, I I think about those things a lot. I think that's what tracking transits like makes you have anxiety and also gets mm -hmm. you excited. It got about, me excited. It made me like yeah. amped up. I felt like I was... I think it We're makes right. In the, I feel right in the middle of the energy when I look at it that way. Yeah, I literally feel in the middle of it. Yeah, I'm like okay, it's now or never. Okay, you know? I can't wait for you to have your Saturn return because <laughs> I feel like that is 
That's unmistakable, especially if you have an awareness of astrology and while you're going through it, you get to dive deep into it because it's such a huge transit to experience. There's a lot of big transits, obviously, but like I think the Saturn return is such like a coming of age transit to be aware of. And like, I think it'll be really interesting. Yes. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of cool things. I love that you brought that up. I really like that. So, let's see. Actually, I found an article that is kind of say, kind of boring about that. But, um, I found this article, I was, and it came out in 2012, right before, or no, right, no, November of 2012 would have been a little after the transit happened. Okay. <clears throat> and there was like the, all of this discussion going on in the psychology world, and like yeah. I went to that time period, and I found an article that really summed up what a lot of people were thinking about what we were just talking about. And the article is called How the Stress of Disaster Brings People Together. Mm-hmm. New Evidence that Men Are More Likely to Cooperate in Difficult Circumstances by Emma Sapala. Um, So this is just a short snippet. The classic view is that under stress, men respond with fight or flight. <laughs> They become aggressive or leave the scene, whereas whereas women are more prone to tend and befriend, as has been shown in research by Shelley Taylor. However, a new study, a new study as in 2011-2012, by Marcus Heinrichs and Bernadette von Duans at the University of Freiburg, Germany, however, (laughs) suggests that acute stress may actually lead to greater cooperative, social, and friendly behavior even in men. This more positive and social response Ugh, man. could <laughs> help. This more positive and social response could help explain the human connection that happens during a time of crisis. A connection that may be responsible, at least in part, for our collective survival as a species. And if that wasn't like so relevant, even with Neptune and Pisces conjuncting Jupiter and Saturn, that article just seems to really sum it all up. All of this is going on. Okay, wait. It's not conjuncting. I'm not conjuncting. Okay. Um, uh, it's fine. You know, they're they're all doing tra- shit. It's good. It's good. It's good. I just wanted to be clear. They're not good. conjuncting. You're good. <clears throat> uh, but just the transits we were talking the about. The transits we're yeah. talking about. Uh, that fight or flight isn't the only option any right now. Yeah. And I was thinking that's probably very much Neptune and Pisces, like, adding in a third option to tend and befriend. Yeah. Like, compassion, unity, like... Yeah, I try not to talk about client readings, but mm-hmm. it kind of, it was definitely linking when you're talking about that, about a client reading that I did today. And I opened up like just one spot for a reading because I really wanted to read for somebody, but I were going to be, I'm not going to be available for the next two weeks. So I was like, I'll just open up one. And if someone buys it, I can do it. And someone did. So thank you. But um, I was doing the reading and without getting personal, it was a lot of messages coming through where it's not a black and white. It's not a one road or the other. It's about the experience of what is taking place and what you're finding within this time, which is a very general thing. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to sum it up without getting personal. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people in the struggles that we're having right now are are dealing with that. and. I think when you take away certain things like the ability to work or um, giving somebody the ability of seeing their life in a different way or having to put rules in place or taking rules away, Mm -hmm. you know, it really does kind of shift our view of what's going on and kind of creates a sense of like um, either rose colored glasses or being able to take the rose rose colored glasses off, which is a very Piscean energy to deal with. Um, I actually, weirdly enough, had this like meme that I saw online. Mm-hmm. What can you look on your phone? What year did Instagram first come out? Does anybody know? Raise your hand, class. Raise what your year, hand, class. What year did did um what did year Instagram did Instagram? I saw this quote uh on like Facebook. Two thousand and twelve. Okay, I fucking knew it. I don't know why, but like, so I was thinking about how. weirdly we were in sync because i wrote this down um to talk about and here's here's the quote i i thought it was kind of funny because whoever shared it was someone i used to work at with like 
like Panera Bread in like 2009 or some <laughs> shit, you know? And I was like, yeah. I don't even know why I'm still friends with you. I literally don't talk to you. Um, but I thought the quote was really good and I wanted to talk about it and it totally links. So it says, social media has created jealous behavior over illusions. Sadly, some are envious of things, relationships, and lifestyles that don't even exist. And this is a topic that is explored That's a lot Piscean. over the year. But the word <laughs> illusions, yeah. Um, and I wanted to talk about that because I was writing this morning, and I was writing about what it's feeling like to share things online via Instagram, and how it's different, and how I'm approaching things different than I did a few months ago. You know, the process I'm going through and yada yada, and we're not gonna get into that. But I mm -hmm. wanted to talk to you about the topic of putting yourself out there, sharing things and having a space, but also going through your feed and like the illusions in which we've convinced ourselves that we should look this way or shouldn't look this way or we should be more productive or oh, I'm not inspired, or I'm not doing enough, or oh my gosh, this person has this deck, and I'm mm -hmm. envious that I don't, and so you know, this is such a Piscean thing. My first post since 2012, I was actually looking at my old Instagram, like my Skylar Hayes Instagram, yeah, uh, that I've had since 2012. My first pictures are like a picture of my toe, a picture of glasses, like oh, the complete no. fucking nonsense. I hope they all go back. Uh, please no one look <laughs> and it's a complete nonsense compared to in i remember at the time people were just posting nonsense yeah and it was just for fun yeah and uh it wasn't a space to like brand yourself and yeah, like market absolutely your not. business there was in no, a way there was no ads you uh -uh. know or anything like that and you're right it's a different landscape yeah and i don't think it's necessarily for the worse or anything no. like that i I enjoy Instagram a lot. I do too. I I like seeing what people create mm -hmm. and I like reading. I feel like I get short, quick bursts of endorphins, in, endorphins <laughs> yeah. and information yeah. with what people write, especially about tarot. On yeah, there. it's a good way to stay connected to people. Mm -hmm. It's a good way to get inspired. It's also very toxic if you can let it be toxic. Um, but it's just weird to see how much we have let this just this one app alone influence the way in which we feel about ourselves and our productivity and our self-worth and our you know that word illusions social media has created jealous behavior over illusions sadly some are envious of things relationships and lifestyles that don't even exist and i was thinking about this you know you hear a lot of like you never know what someone's going through but mm -hmm. that's also the same for content creators or even people that post Instagram things. That person who's doing a pick a card reading for you or that person that's sharing a picture of their beautiful food or that person that's showing like their new outfit. Like you have no idea what happened 10 minutes or even if they were crying when they wrote the post. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I don't. I'm not going to get into it, but like literally before we filmed this podcast, like I, George and I got into a little tiff and it really affected me emotionally. I'm fine. Like couples go through things like it's not, mm -hmm. we're, we're fine, but it was hard. Like I had to kind of get myself in a different mindset. I had to prepare myself. I had to kind of like feel my feelings and be ready to like laugh and do the podcast and and I don't talk about those things, and neither do you. Like when well, we're, why would we? Why would we? Because it's not it's not mm -hmm. relevant. Well, actually, on my Instagram, I feel like I'm much more sad boy than I am in real life. Yeah. So like, but you're creating an illusion that you're a sad boy. You know what well, I mean? It's an illusion that you know I kind yes. of am a sad boy. Okay. Email. But no, I'm just saying, like, you know, even even us laughing and joking, like it's real. It's not like it's fake, but like. Mm. You just don't funny see, ha -ha. yeah, it's like a funny ha ha. But you just don't really know, and yeah. to model yourself. And this is a conversation that's had think, over and over and over again. So and let's, mostly about let's like, make a prediction right here yeah. on the Speaking of Which podcast. Yeah, twenty twenty five, Pisces leaves or Neptune leaves Pisces and enters Aries. What types of illusions do you think will enter the sphere of social media oh that's such a good question it's not a transit that i've been really looking at yet just because there's like huge there's ones more happening before then. that happened before then aka Intuitively, pluto though. 
Um, well, my immediate thought is more aggressive. Like that, maybe the advertising will get just so aggressive that we won't even know what to do with ourselves, or you know, something. Oh, that's like a that. good. Yeah, I see. I was thinking it almost in a reversal way. So you were thinking like advertising with illusions and marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking more so as like Mar- like Mars and Aries being like a motivator. So I would think that like it might motivate people to make artwork even more or to explore things deeper. Like I can even say that maybe there'll be a new type of art of art form or way to connect that is invented during that time. Um, yeah, maybe I, we'll see like a cohesion between things that usually make us argue, or like, or maybe people will find fusion between crazy passions that seem, especially like political passions. Yeah, maybe twenty twenty five will be a year where things start to fizzle out. Yeah, because it's interesting whenever when you have like when you have Aries and Neptune together, they it's 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 it. Uh, I feel like Aries I, hasn't I been in like Neptune I, for one hundred and sixty five years, right? I don't know the exact years, but yeah, you're probably I think right. I think I think I read that earlier. I'm sure, like they, I'm sure that you read it. Again, Neptune is a great planet, but it's not something I've had on my eye yet lately in mm-hmm. what's going to happen in the future because... I'm just, for some reason, completely fascinated by well, it. Well, you should be because it's your fucking chart ruler. It's your ascendant. It's your... Mm-hmm. And you don't talk about it enough. It's something that I would love to see you dive in deeper with because I don't know if you reject it. It's more so just like you don't think that it's as important i mean it's neptune whoever talks about neptune a lot of people talk about neptune i i don't ever see anything about neptune i think um there's just more talk right now about other planets again because of the fact that mm-hmm. there's there's more happening right now with that those specific planets but when neptune transits trust me it'll be what the fuck about Saturn? We haven't heard about Saturn in a while, you know? Like, um, each each planet has its time, honey. And each time, each planet has its time. Let me give you, let me give you an instance. I, I see and I connect a lot of the times with um, Neptune under the sign of Aries as a reversal of my Mars in Pisces, right? It's not the same, but a lot of the similar narratives or sentences come up for me when I think of those things. My Mars in Pisces is a is one of the main reasons why I went into acting and why I went into painting and why I see things and talk about things. I'm motivated to talk about spirituality. I'm motivated to talk about um tarot i'm motivated to have a business surrounding art and color and um expressing myself in the way that i do now if you are motivated motivated by those things and you don't have mars and uh pisces (laughs) that doesn't mean that's not the case it's just i identify my mars in pisces very much with why i love alice in wonderland why i you know i'm i'm into like artsy fucking indie films or like um those types of things so i I was trying when you first asked me about neptune in aries i was trying to flip the switch on that to Mm -hmm. see how i could think about those things like there's probably going to be a lot more films or uh books that are written as like alice in wonderland-esque type things um you know or there's an emphasis on having more fluidity and creativity even in sports you know um they might create a new fucking sport and have it be based in gender neutral type things or whatever it is it's like it's such a it's such a fun thing to think about the transits and the planets but that's what first came to my mind was like why my mars 2025 That's assuming we survive the zombie apocalypse that's definitely coming this year. Especially because in 2024, Pluto will be transiting into Aquarius. Oh, dear. So okay, well then, actually, love that there will us. be no 2024. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, I haven't even been dragging Neptune. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that. But I just thought that was so weird. Like, our mm. that quote that I saw... Um, 
and how I was like trying to like relate it because when you hear stuff like that you think more of like Instagram models and like Mm -hmm. people that are selling like diet pills and like you know Mm -hmm. those mommies that are on there with like my perfect fucking mom life and blah 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 like that's what you hear a lot from people who want to talk about how Instagram makes you like there's illusions and like it's not real and you know it's always like talked about by those types of like my life is perfect Instagram people Mm -hmm. um but I was trying to relate it into even like the tarot world and uh, the community that we're a part of, like on YouTube and stuff. It's so wild that Instagram was created in 2012, but not really. That's such a transit astrology thing to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, out of all the social media platforms, Instagram to me is the Piscean mm-hmm. one, don't you think? Absolutely. Um, or it. Um I don't know if it started out as the most Piscean one, no, but I think but that it, got there. it evolved. Yeah. We we chose to have that transit manifest itself through that specific app. Mm-hmm. It's visual. It's, you know, it's very much lets us have those rose-colored glasses and also lets and, other I people mean, see it, us it with rose-colored glasses. It literally started out with filters. Yeah. You That's... Know? Such a Pisces fucking thing. I can't even. I can't like even explain to filters. you. Come on. Yeah, like let's literally make this fucking picture look more dreamy. Dreamy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's make my life and let me help. You, let me express myself and so share anyway, myself. I take online. that back. It did start out Piscean. Yeah, we just didn't use it to its full potential right now. Oh yeah. And I think. I think the, it's... The masses were manipulated via illusion until much later. Yeah, and so, well, think about, like, will Instagram become irrelevant come 2025? You know what I mean? Is oh, there a new app? Yeah. Because there's been lots of other apps that have come and gone, but Instagram has continued to stay relevant, right? How? Um, I've always wondered, like... Um, I think because it's purely visual, and all the other apps have... other things in mind either text or video or um longer video or it's Mm -hmm. live streaming so it's like more like connected and instagram has that but it's not like much more visual yeah it's a visual photo album it's literally like a photo album um but maybe people will be more interested in other things you know what i mean so that could be something too um, not to say that it won't be used, but maybe it maybe it will lose its relevance. Facebook, people still use it. It's not like Instagram now. You know what I mean? And at one point, Facebook, that was it. Like, there was MySpace, and then I was like, oh my god, you're on MySpace? I'm on Facebook? So, <laughs> you know what I mean? And now it's like, when you say you're on Facebook, ugh, I hate Facebook. You know what I mean? Nobody fucking likes Facebook. No. Even the people that are like, I use Facebook, I like it, but like, they admit that it's fucking dog shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> um. Anyways, interesting, interesting. I also wrote down this, this was like, right after last week's podcast, I had seen something or thought of something, and I was like, this might be an interesting topic to bring up. Um, I think it might have been because we were going back and looking at old Katie Flowers videos, and I was starting to think about, like, oh <laughs> Highly my God, recommend, like, by the way. what do I have up on my channel that's old? You know, because she was talking about, like, she took things down, and I've taken things down, but, like, it's been a while since I've been, like, in my archives and, like, looked at what's up there still. Um, and... I think also because there's so much recently with YouTubers and people finding things that are up that are racist or just not okay in Mm -hmm. a lot of sense of the words. Um, But I put down fear of things getting us in trouble from past content versus regular things in life. So like accountability and the pressure of having a ton of receipts for people to go through. And I think that it's an interesting topic to talk about because I love being vulnerable and sharing things in the moment and having things like a YouTube channel. I love going live. I love like the actual connection with people. I love this podcast to have to look back on and just to like just have an outlet to express ourselves. But I've noticed and I've talked about recently with like the more eyes that I have on me and like the more subscribers that I have, the more pressure that I feel and the more anxiety that I get with like 
understanding that this is actual people that watch me and that I have a whole whole file of content that I might not agree with something that I said four years ago that doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong or bad and that I've done anything wrong and that I need to take it down. But I was thinking about the people who create content like us and the people that don't and that just watch content and whether or not it makes it worse or better the fact that we have things that we might not have done that we agree with that we that are up online for people to see and to hold us accountable with versus people that do and say the same things but like it's gone and forgotten about and no one can bring it up and no no one remembers it um and i feel like i don't really know where to go with that mm-hmm. but do you know what i'm do you know where i kind of just wanted to talk about it because I think a lot of people, and especially big YouTubers right now, are like, look, I did all these bad things. I can never forgive myself. Like, I can never accept, like, like Jenna Marbles leaving, people finding out, like, what a piece of shit Shane Dawson was and is, and canceling him. And, like, a bunch of YouTubers are being called out for content that they've had online that people can look and find and be like, this is what you did on this date. Here's the proof. Here's the visual. Mm-hmm. You're a piece of shit. Apologize. And also, we might not accept your apology. And so a lot of people are reacting in ways of like, you're right. I'm a piece of shit. I don't I don't want to be on here. I don't I don't want you. Guys, I don't want to disappoint you. I'm just going to go. But there are so many other people that didn't create content, that didn't have receipts, that didn't have things to be held accountable for, and they don't have to experience what it's like to kind of reflect on your poor choices that you've made in such a way. And I mean, I I hope that I don't have that problematic of, of content. I don't I don't think I do, but I'm just saying no. I'm I never say never. I don't know, maybe I've said something or done something, but should that deter somebody from being vulnerable and putting things up online and you know what I mean? Just the whole thought of like the fear of things getting us in trouble from the past. Like if we think about our because first eventually couple, today yeah. will be the past. Yeah. So I do see what you're saying there. What with my with like my internet history, yeah, Yikes. which goes way, way back <laughs> to the toe, way back to, to being like ten and eleven, being yeah. online in internet forums as a child, yeah, and some of the shit that I was saying on the internet mm-hmm. at ten years old, nine years old, yeah, is so atrocious, yeah. Like I would probably say things like, not anything too bad, but like I I would probably be like. I think that girls are kind of dumb. Yeah. In fact, I think boys are smarter. Yeah. You know, like dumb shit like that. And then I feel like, you know, um, imagine if, and I've always used like the same username my whole life. So like, it wouldn't be that hard to go on to like, I don't know. You're just asking for it now. So move on. Yeah. (laughs) It wouldn't be hard to go back and look at my shit and see that in the year 2006, I was a piece of garbage. I was a piece of garbage, yeah. but also a child. Yeah. You know? So I think age factors into it mm-hmm. is a huge thing. I think that if you are a dumbass online, but you're 25, yeah. like me, that, you know, mm, yeah. I feel less bad. But if, if you are a child and yeah. you've done things, I don't know if that necessarily should mean like, you know, tabula rasa clean yeah. slate whatever you're forgiven i just think that age is going to play a huge factor in my mind in my yeah. mind personally mind age will always play a huge factor intent intent has always been three-fourths of the law for me and and then those are my two those, that's my I, piece yeah on that. and i guess like it kind of, this is getting into murky waters because i'm not trying to like even really link it with like a lot of like i brought up the youtubers but it was an example of like how i feel like people are like just bowing out because mm-hmm. it's like well fuck there it is there's the proof of why i'm a piece of shit and uh i'll see my way out you know what i mean <laughs> yeah whereas there's a lot of other piece of shit garbage human beings that like are never gonna have to be called out because there's no proof there's of no what proof they did what there's no proof in the pudding love so i see what you're saying i just think it's kind of a weird time for there being so many people that are being able to take a look at the things and the person that they they said and they did 
things in the past mm-hmm. and others don't do that and they don't have to they don't have to really well i'm sure that they have to meet the maker at some point and yeah. uh but it's not in the same way and do you think that the thought of fear of saying something wrong or doing something bad or you know wishing you wouldn't have done anything or said anything online would ever deter you from stopping making content in the future i think that potentially i think the thing that i would be worried about potentially is it's not even like oversharing or anything yeah. like there's like an, a cringe element yeah. to it right to look back and be like i can't believe i said that to the yeah. internet i don't think it would stop me because if i'm making co- besides this podcast yeah right but with my other online platforms i'm very mindful yeah and you are too especially with your youtube channel the stuff that i'm making i make it it, I can be vulnerable and I can be open and it can be off the cuff, but that doesn't mean I'm not mindful about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that if anybody was going into it with that mindset, they wouldn't be afraid. I yeah. think, so I think there, there are lots of exceptions. Structures and boundaries. Structures yeah. and boundaries. I think there are exceptions. I think it does suck that you can't just, I don't know, go turn on a live stream and literally just spew your consciousness because... Sometimes that can have some weird stuff in there. Yeah. And, and like even and even even if you didn't post it for like replay, mm-hmm. if you're putting it on the internet, someone can record it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of like celebrities who are in live streams and they don't put the live stream to playback or anything, but, but as soon as someone- they go live, someone's recording it. Mm-hmm. You know, and there really isn't which I think is a good thing. In some mm-hmm. regards, because it means that we are being held accountable for our actions. But it's just weird to be in a time where not everyone is being held to their actions because not everyone is filming every fucking thing <laughs> they do and think and say. Yeah. You know, I just think, and, and I was also thinking about the people who I know who aren't on social media at all um, and who are like, I don't want anything on the internet because I don't want anyone knowing my business. I don't want anyone to find me. I, I just don't, don't feel like I need to share things with people in that way. I know a guy like that. I know a lot of people like that. And that's Off the fucking grid. totally fine. Mm-hmm. Weirdos. Like if he was a but total like, piece of shit, no one would ever know. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think that that's a weird thing to think about with like how society in some sense is kind of like torn with what is being able to be seen and held as like like okay this is such a fucking ramble but like writing history right like the things that people will write and be able to see is like what were the facts like what were people talking about what were people doing like obviously there's always going to be articles and there's always going to be things but like they're going to be looking back on content that people like us are making as a way for them to like understand what was going on in the times. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, and by the way, future historian. Yeah, literally, you're, listen, if, you're fucking welcome. Listen, if you're an alien and the year is 3,200 and, <laughs> and you just found this on a hard drive somewhere, hello, you're welcome. Hard drive? <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, the super drive. Yeah, okay. The, oh, oh, the ephemeral Neo cloud that consumed us all in the year 2200. Yeah, uh, you're fucking welcome. <laughs> you're fucking welcome. These are the records you were looking for. You're right. Use this podcast to track all transits. And this alone. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking, of, Speaking which, of which, what time is it? It's time for me to pee, and then we'll do tea time. Okay. Okay. Welcome okay. back from your pee session. Thank you. It's great. What time is it? It's tea time. Where's the bell? I left it in my room. When Make I a sound. It. Ding. Okay. So. Spell the tea, bitch. Support a tarot with Lisa changed her name to her name. Oh my God. That's all the tea. That's all the tea. I would tea. like to say that it was us. us? Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome, Lisa. <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, First congrats. Of all, First of all, yeah. congrats. Big change. Big congrats. But you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> oh my God. She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> What the, the fuck do you think that you are? By like, the way, we've never spoken to her about that. Or, like, <laughs> well, no, 
no, we talked about it on the podcast. Oh, about, yeah, I forgot about that. About how it was like, okay, we thought her first name was Lisa and, and her last name was Swift. sent us a voice note on the proper, beautiful pronunciation of her last name. It's obviously Pepez. It's obviously pizza. Yeah, <laughs> but like, so anyway, she changed her channel name to Lisa Pepez and she has a secondary channel where she does um, readings and stuff, which is awesome. I Is that one still called Supportive Tarot with Lisa? I don't know. I just know that she changed like her main one her main channel to her to name. Lisa Pepez. Yes, I loved that change. Congratulations, Lisa. Iconic, legendary. Iconic. You're welcome. Her book. Oh my god, I finished it. Pal right in the kissa. <laughs> I really liked it. Did you? That's awesome. I like. I have it. It's almost ready to be cracked open. It's called the Self Worth Path by Lisa Pepez. I put an Instagram story up, and she has these sections of the book called mm-hmm. like journal questions to ponder Mm -hmm. and they make and you'll see as you go through the book they're incredible tarot spreads i saw that like that's really cool and i'm excited to read it some of the ones i did i was like yeah cool so then that's my tea what's your tea my tea is um so i was talking to you earlier about how i was confused i got this email from youtube saying that like i'm no like they noticed that I'm no longer eligible for the YPP, which is like the YouTube partner program, which is basically how you monetize and affiliate Mm -hmm. your fucking videos. And I was like, wait, I'm sorry, what do you mean? Um, And I went onto my analytics and I was trying to find like, I meet all the requirements, like I smash all of the requirements out of the ballpark. I was very confused. And then I realized that they probably sent that to me for my vlog channel that is still a thing. Um, because that doesn't meet the requirements because on everything it looks like it's green, good to go. But while I was on the back end looking at my like analytics, which I don't really look at and mm-hmm. I don't really know how to look at that well, I noticed that there was a feature that wasn't turned on that I didn't even know was there. And no one's talked about it. Maybe they have and I just didn't see it. Y'all, if you create content and you're listening to this right now, listen up. I hope you didn't click off the podcast yet. Yeah. It's called the applaud feature, and I haven't even noticed it on anyone's videos because I don't think anyone has turned it on or even realized it. Although, okay, I'm sorry. This is kind of a big T because I have a, I have a few things to say. The first of which is... What is the applaud feature? Okay, so the applaud f- feature is something that when you enable it, it will show up. And if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening to this on the YouTube video, look down... Underneath the video, next to the like and the dislike button, there should be a heart with a money symbol in the middle of it now. This is a very big deal, Skylar, because up until this point, the only ways for you to get paid for your content on YouTube, if it from YouTube itself, because there's ways to do branded content or affiliated links or vice versa or not vice versa, etc. Um, but that's not from YouTube. That's using YouTube as a tool to earn money through other ways so the only way up until now was seo or the uh, Mm. money made from ads so your google adsense if you're eligible or super chats which is only available if you're doing live streaming and i have utilized this people have sent me super chats it's fucking rad it's so cool basically when you're live streaming people can send you a super chat for however much they want. It could be a dollar, it could be $30, it could be $50, and then they write you a little note. It shows up in a different color and it highlights it and it's super rad, right? Um, but if you're not live streaming, your only way to make money is, is off of the ads and the revenue that's placed in before or after in the middle of your videos. And I think think that YouTube created this feature because other people were feeling like it wasn't enough. So they were going to things like um, Patreon or uh, doing live streaming where they could make more money like Twitch streams or other platforms where they can make money. So that's why I think this feature was rolled out. There was this link to an unlisted video once I turned it on and it was this girl in her fucking apartment and she said that in December of 2019, they rolled out this feature. It had a different icon logo, and only a certain number of channels were eligible to experiment with it, basically. Um, And what it is, is you can applaud a video, and it's sending them $2. So when you click applaud, 
the feature will show up and your card that's linked to your Gmail account or you could use your PayPal, you could type in a different card. There's options that come up and to send somebody an animated applaud for $2 if you really like their video. And I was like, what? How did I not fucking see this or know this or whatever? So I turned it on and I went to my most recent video and it was there. It like literally showed up. Let me see what something, it looks like on the mobile. Something she said was that it's not available yet on Android. It's only what? it's only available right now via I think like the like a web browser. So that's one of the things they're working on. And um, does it show up? No, I don't. Yeah. See so in the video, she talked about this, and I could. I looked at it on the desktop, so obviously I could see it there. So anyone who's watching this on the desktop, let me know if you see it. Let me know if it works. And basically, when you go through with it, it sends like a little animated like. Baby. Can you not? We're almost done. Come on up. Come on up. Come on up. Clickety clackety. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Oh Come on. Come on. <laughs> oh, wow. Up. Wow. Oh, that was, <laughs> that was painful. <laughs> that was the whole thing. She's getting so old. This is a big this is a big deal because in the video You don't have to go to Patreon if you don't want to, basically. Well, not even that. It's something that is like a one and done that people can do that they don't have to subscribe to because Patreon is kind of like an emotional investment sometimes, even with the feature of like, you could come and go as you please. Sometimes it still feels like once I sign up, I might feel guilty like not signing up anymore. Yes. That's Whereas a applauding a video is like, you don't even need to know the person. You don't need to be invested in it. You can just be like, wow, I fucking love this video. I want to support this person. I liked what they said. I'm going to give them $2. Right now, only the feature is $2. In the video of this girl talking about it, who like is part of the creator of this function and that they're trying to like get feedback on how to make it better, she showed an example of what she wants it to look like moving forward and that they're trying to take like one step at a time before they like put everything out too, too fast too soon. So they're about to roll out a feature where it opens it up to like $2, $5, $10, $50, $100, right? So you don't just applaud a video for $2. It could change the fucking game for YouTube as a platform because I think a lot of people right now are seeing it as not worth it. The time and the energy that you put in, there's so many other platforms and uh, places that you could go to do exactly what you're doing now, but have better financial feedback, right? Kind of circling back to what we talked about with in the beginning with capitalizing on what you're already doing, but making it profitable for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I have so many videos in which I've watched and I've been like, I know I would have given that person $2 because they changed my day or they're talking about an organization and I loved that they were promoting this thing or they inspired me. So I would give them $2 and the amount in which I $2 know is the perfect amount. Okay. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe, but anything more than that. I just don't know. <laughs> I just thought it was crazy. Have you heard anyone talk about this at all? I've never heard anyone speak about it. After we're done with this podcast, we're going to roll over and we're going to fucking look at it on the, on the web because it's available literally right now on my channel. Like, don't, nobody feel pressured. But I also would love, like, at least one person to do it because I don't know how it's going to, like, I don't know what, it, what does it look like from my end? Like, what does it come across? Will it email me? Will it give me a notification? Does it go into your Will AdSense? it just go into my AdSense and I won't even know? I'm sure there's a spot, like, in my back end of YouTube that will show me who did it and when and what video. But, like, what does that look like? The video that of that girl didn't say anything. Um... So anyways, um, if you yeah. have content, if you have a channel, first of all, go turn on your turn it on. Feature. I think a lot of people view videos through phones right now. And until they roll out the software software to be capable to do that via the phone, it won't gain the knowledge that mm -hmm. it, it needs to. Watching but like, a YouTube video on my laptop, because I, I got a laptop recently like yeah. two months ago it feels so luxurious to yeah. watch a youtube video on a laptop i'm yeah. like oh bougie yeah but i think that that could totally change the game mm -hmm. 
I don't know. I don't know. That's the tea, sis. That's, That's tea. what I have. Speaking, Speaking of, of financially supporting us, oh, thank oh, you yeah. so much to our supporters. Um, we want to take a second on Anchor Platform. You can support us, which is the pop platform that we use to record our podcast. Even though it's distributed over all podcast platforms, Anchor is the one that we use. Um, but there should be a link in the description wherever you're listening to this to support the podcast if you want to. And you can support it for a dollar a month, $5 a month, $10 a month, $15 a month. And we also have the option to do a PayPal. There's some people that have wanted to do one-time contributions, again, with that like, don't want to commit to it kind of thing. Um, so we want to take a second to thank Me- Melanie W., Rebecca PK, Kate B., Julie C., David B., Teresa D., Lindsay M., Phil K., Amy F., Samantha G., Dominic B., and Miranda O. These are the people that support the Speaking of Which podcast. We thank you so much to anybody who shares our stuff on Instagram stories. We love you. If you're just listening to this, we're very, very grateful. And um, if you're going to donate or you're going to sponsor the podcast in the future, we love you in the future. But um, yeah, also, I guess if you want to try something new and you are watching this on a web like if you're if you're looking at this on a computer and you can see it if you're doing the YouTube and you can see it and you want to like test it out for me so I can see what happens I would I just have no like how does that come through <clears throat> that would be super cool if you could support the podcast that way and we'll test it out I'll let you know All right Or if anybody else fucking has known about this somebody let me know Maybe you're way behind yeah Maybe I'm way behind Anyways, that was drawn out, but I wanted to bring that up a while ago. Uh, We love you guys. Thank you for listening. I'm sure we'll see you next week. We'll see. I don't know. The (laughs) The killer might be coming. Bye.